It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. This past week, the CDC issued an order barring evictions through October 3rd in counties with substantial and high levels of coronavirus cases. Uh, This accounts for uh, areas where 90% of the U.S. population lives. And joining us now is Representative Blake Moore to give us uh, his opinion, his take on the issue and the new CDC order and its legality. Uh, Congressman, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd. I appreciate a chance to chat about it. Uh, Good. Uh, It's It's an interesting quagmire that took place last week and should be concerning. It's really concerning. Uh, it definitely is. We had uh, three of your colleagues uh, in the studio earlier today. Representative Stewart uh, was joined by uh, a couple of his uh, good friends, uh, Representative Diaz-Ballart from uh, Florida and also uh, Democratic Representative uh, Himes from Connecticut uh, joined us. And we broke down a, a number of things. But uh, when it comes to this uh, ending of the moratorium, I, I want to play for you uh, just some sound from President Biden, who, of course, issued an, a, a new order, executive order, uh, whether legal or not, uh, to give states more time to deliver aid to communities, to individuals. Uh, here's what the president had to say. I can't guarantee you the court won't rule that we don't have that authority. But at least we'll have the ability to, if we have to appeal, to keep this going for a month. At least, I hope long so if you couldn't quite make that all out, the president said he wasn't sure if it was legal or not or how long it would uh, hold up, uh, but just kind of a chance. And so that's what I want to get into with you, Representative Moore, is one, the legality of this. Does does the CDC really – is this a good precedent for us to be sending either by executive order or by CDC order? For a, for a bureaucratic organization that's not elected – uh, have this kind of authority? No, Boyd, it shouldn't be the president. We said, well, what could possibly uh, go wrong? Times, yeah, what could possibly go wrong? And and, and the interesting thing, and the, one of the top line things to, to consider on this is Democrats didn't support this. There was many, many Democrats that, that left town before the vote would potentially take place, indicating to Speaker Pelosi, you do not have our vote. And so, you know, we I even stuck around an extra day to kind of play this, play this out. Um, and so we watched many Democrats, a lot of you know, my colleagues on the Problem Solvers Caucus say, look, I'm not going to support this. My industry, the industry partners in this, and, and we, this is not something that we need to be extending any further. And it's our job as Congress to do that. We made, we, we, we made that known last week where, where Congress stood on this, and it was to expire. And, like, it, and President Biden was very clear that Congress needed to address this. Two days after Congress ultimately addressed it and gave us, you know, it did not pass uh, because it didn't get brought to vote. Now, Pelosi, she doesn't bring anything to, to the floor if it's not going to pass. She knew it wasn't going to pass. And so so what, what happens two days later? 
the CDC extends it. Mm-hmm. It is our job. It is Congress's job. And it's just put back over to the CDC. And by all aids, by all measures, it's clearly um, not constitutional. This, the legality does not exist. That was clear from Kavanaugh's decision. And they just went ahead with it, and they'll buy a couple of times. Like they, There's a really good approach to this, that it's got bipartisan support. Patrick McHenry, who's the Republican over the financial services, they have a rental assistance plan to help folks. Nobody wants to see an eviction happen, right? Yeah. But And so there is ways to go about doing this that could get congressional approval, but it was just flatly done in a way that is going to you know, not be legal. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And it it, uh, it is interesting to me. And I want to get your take in terms of just the precedent here, um, because the precedent that that President Biden did lay out in this is really that the, the president defied the Supreme Court in terms of their ruling as it relates uh, to that eviction moratorium. Uh, and again, if we if we kind of double down on that, both with a president uh, sort of thumbing his nose at the Supreme Court and allowing a uh, some unelected folks, uh, I'm sure well-meaning and well-intended, uh, doing things uh, by their own edict uh, not to be held accountable. Uh, this this gives us a lot of great concern, I think, on both sides of the aisle. Yeah, it absolutely does. And, you know, Congress takes a lot of heat for not fixing a lot of things, right? I don't think Congress is – there's a lot of immigration that existed for – 30, 30 years that Congress can't oftentimes work. Look at DACA. There's many of us that are very supportive of DACA, but we can't figure out how to, to make it worse. Congress earns its low approval rating on a lot of things, but we actually made the decision last week. This is where we stand. It was our role, and we made our decision. The Democrats left town so that they were to indicate that they didn't want this, this moratorium extended, and two days later, we give it back to the CDC just because. And again, Maybe his heart's in the right place. And that was one of the articles I read in the Wall Street Journal. And it is. Heart's in the right place. But we can't set these kind of precedents. We have to allow Congress to do its job. Yeah, that's so, so vital. You you mentioned some of the bipartisan efforts that were coming together uh, in terms of ways to do this through Congress. Uh, so where do you think things will, will pick up? What do you think the uh, the path ahead looks like? So um, this, this is through October. Now, it's important to remember... You know, during Trump's time, the CDC was given the authority to, to, to make these um, determinations on the moratorium. But the Supreme Court came in and made it very clear. So we've got to go with that. Now, this will be extended through October 31st. And I think the part from the clip you just sh- shared, it kind of says it all. Well, we're just buying time. Mm. But we're buying time in, 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 in a, with, without legal precedent, without with a sound legal strategy. That's not the, what we need to be approaching here. So... Uh, I think this goes through October, um, unless it gets challenged before that. But that's a short time frame for something to go through um, and, and, and get rebuffed, especially with House being in um, district work periods for the next four weeks. Uh, I don't think that this will come up in, the, in Congress or anything. It'll just be people complaining about it. And we're going to, you know, we've got to get the Oversight Committee involved to make sure we can hold those accountable and, we cannot have executive action that, that, that can just continue to push these executive orders when Congress is willing to address this. We are willing to do this. We showed that last week. Yeah, so important. And again, coming together, as you mentioned, in a bipartisan way, 
uh, to do something that does matter. Uh, but the process matters and the precedent matters. And that's uh, that's definitely what worries me the most. Representative Blake Moore, thanks for joining us on a Friday. Appreciate your perspective on this. Uh, again, so important. The principles matter. The policy matters and the precedents really matter. But we appreciate you weighing in today. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to round out our week and round out our Olympic focus on Japan. Some important lessons. Of course, it was on this date uh, that the bomb was dropped on Hiroshima uh, 76 years ago. We're going to talk about the lessons from that and some important lessons it gives us for the future coming up next. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.